Welcome to Fitness Feed Radio. My name is Ben Anderson. I'm a holistic health coach, and you can find my business page on Instagram at fitnessfeedhq. This podcast is dedicated to helping you look and feel your best by creating a solid lifestyle for well-balanced health. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fitness Feed Radio. Today I want to talk about five of the things that fitness gets wrong, the fitness industry in general. And there's like a million here, but uh, I just want to boil it down to kind of five that I've seen show up in conversations with people recently and uh, even in my own life a little bit. So let's jump in, huh? How about it? So um, these kind of came up again just as conversations have happened as I'm coaching people, as I'm realizing more and more um, kind of the direction of health and the, like the really the all the problems that people are dealing with as far as their health goes. And just to keep that in mind as I'm bringing some of these up, I mean, there's obviously other ones and there's some that might be might pertain to you a little bit more than the ones that I bring up. But these are what I'm noticing. These are what I'm seeing recently. So first off, let's talk about... <laughs> how fitness in general focuses on aesthetics and the perception of others about ourselves rather than internal growth and performance, like improving yourself, your self-improvement. This, I think a lot of people can get there. I think a lot of people get to that point of realizing that like fitness is an avenue to self-improvement and it's a, you know, it's a way to mirror the improvement of the mind via the physical body and and how those two are you know like very very related but most people when they get into fitness or when they first step foot in a gym or you know take a plunge to eat healthy or or even you know go on a diet etc it's typically out of an aesthetic need it's uh, an aesthetic desire not a need so I want to like I I don't want to like cast any blame for this but it goes I mean it kind of goes back to how fitness and gyms in general piggybacked on the brand of bodybuilding and how that got really really popularized in like what the 70s or 80s and it kind of you know stuck around and so people they have this sense that if I want to look better I need to go to the gym and start to train and work out and that's why people work out, right? Like that's, I think that's like the feel, like the general idea. And uh, it's not wrong. You know, that's fine for some people. And there's bodybuilders out there and that's totally okay. But I don't think that the average person or, you know, even the vast majority of people would fall into the category of a bodybuilder in terms of what they want or the way that they're, they operate because that's a very difficult um, career or track or hobby or whatever you want to call it. It's very, very difficult, very demanding mentally, physically. So it's, you know, it's just like this kind of weird stigma that, that ties into training, uh, fitness in general, in that it's not necessarily glorifying any sort of personal growth. It's glorifying aesthetics, right? And that's, you know, as someone who's owned a gym and trains in a gym, it's 
that's a bulk of people that come in is looking for an aesthetic change. And again, that's fine. But it that's what the fitness industry is built upon. And I think there's so much more to it. There's so much more that, you know, taking care of healing your body via movement and learning the struggle and pushing through the struggle and seeing what you're capable of can show you that isn't just based on aesthetics. All right, so let's wrap that one. There's uh, there's a few more in here to go. So it kind of ties into that one, but it normalizes this idea. Fitness typically normalizes this idea of kind of body abuse um, where, and, and this is, you know, again, this, this really relates to self-care and like in a spiritual sense in that if you're abusing your body, then you're not really caring for it, okay? And that's kind of, you know, that's why this is kind of piggybacking off of the aesthetics point because it's, because when you glorify this body abuse like this, you're not glorifying progression. You're not glorifying like things that make you better, right? It's actually going to make you worse. So the, the really intense workouts, the, um, the punishment of, you know, making yourself do things that you hate, right? There's, there's some value in facing a fear or going through, you know, pushing through a barrier, pushing a limit, etc. But to make, you know, we're, we're humans, we're surrounded, like, we crave joy, we crave love and, uh, like, fun and passion. It's not like we crave punishment, right? So to build all of the, all of everything around your training program or just about punishment, how is that ever gonna? How is that ever gonna sink in and land as far as something that's positive for you, moving you forward? Right? There should be, there, you know, any sort of suffering should have meaning. It should be, and it shouldn't be just totally baseless. There should be some form of progression coming from it. So just to beat yourself up for beating yourself up is not the point, and uh, there won't be anything positive that comes from that. And then not to mention that. But the restriction cycle, the, this idea of like constantly restricting uh, your intake or your food is very detrimental. And it's ever present in the diet culture and the, you know, the skinny culture that we have uh, in the world, in America especially. And it's, it just, it, it doesn't push us in a positive direction again, right? Like, caring for your body, feeding your body the foods that it needs and it craves and it requires is different than cutting calories, than um, restricting your foods. And not to say that those periods are, aren't natural. Like there were times of our lives, um, you know, present and past, where food has been less present. It's not been as abundant as it is in this moment or this day and age, whatever. So it's, it's, a natural, it's a natural cycle to have periods of abundance and scarcity with food. However, to live in a constant state of scarcity with your food and restricting, restricting, restricting is, again, it's not a positive way to care about your body or to care for your body. And when we don't care for our body, we're not caring for our true self or for our, you know, our inner voice or our inner self. So 
it's this, you know, it just is sad that so much of it revolves around this normalizing of body abuse and, and restriction, restriction of calories, restriction of fun, of joy, of love, etc. Like it, those things should be abound, right? They should be abundant in this world as well. So uh, the third one, uh, which kind of also is the same, this grind mentality um, that you've, you know, you've got to do the work, do the work, do the work. It's like, of course, you have to do the work to get where you want to go. But I don't think enough people have really thought about where they want to go. Like, you know, just getting into the weight room to get stronger and stronger and stronger for what reason? To lose weight or to, um, you know, be more muscular so you can impress people? Or is it to, um, you know, to be the most, like, adapted physical specimen you can be? To express your, your physical self as best you possibly can, you know, express the gift that you've been given physically. Is it something like that? And this grind mentality is detrimental because it doesn't, again, it doesn't pertain to every single person, right? So more often than not, I see a lack of recovery than I do a lack of intention to grind um, or to show up or to be consistent. I see a lack of recovery or a lack of understanding about how important recovery can be um, in our, our all work and no play culture of corporate structure where work weeks are typically 60 to 80 hours a week. People are getting slammed, you know, schedules are getting pushed back. Family time is getting squ- uh, squished or scrunched. Um, workouts are getting pushed, you know, eating habits are, you know, falling by the wayside and it's just, you know, survival type tactics. There's no room for recovery here. It's just survival. It's just, there's no, there's no switching from that stress state into the relaxed, digest, rest state. It's all go. It's all gotta, gotta go. Gotta do this. Gotta do that. Uh, There's no time off. There's no break. And if we know anything, uh, it's that <laughs> breaks and rest are absolutely essential for progression. If you want to get better at anything, you've got to rest. You've got to take any period of like expansion follows by a period of contraction. It has to. It, it's just the nature of it. So if you want to make progress, you've got to prioritize recovery. And this whole grind mentality is, you know, it's fine uh, at times. But it needs to be, it, there also needs to be a, I take my recovery seriously mentality, okay? Which again, it's like, it's like going back to the sleep thing. Nobody thinks it's sexy to go to sleep at 8 to 9 p.m. But that's what gets you great sleep. So if we're, we can't make that sexy, we need to make recovery sexy somehow so that people will actually do it, all right? So um, moving on, here's number four. So the yo-yo concept, the weight re, uh, weight loss and regain concept that you have seen quite a few studies get cited recently about, you know, X percent is a large percentage of dieters, you know, gain the weight back in a year, a larger percent gain it back in two years. And then, you know, over three years, it's pretty much a negligible amount of kept the weight off. And sometimes they've gained more back. So, 
this whole thing, you know, just shows me that selling, selling a short-term fix, like let's jump in the gym and restrict calories is a short-term fix. It's, and again, like if you go back to my first episode, this is what I learned um, over the last six years is that it solves the problem in the short term. It does not provide the perspective shift to create a true transformation. It just creates a change. I want to elaborate on that just a minute because a change, anyone can really perform change. Like anyone can stop doing what they're doing, do a different thing and keep it up for a while but it doesn't ever take heart, right? It never doesn't, it doesn't ever like sink in and become who they are because we haven't changed perspective, right? Like let's, uh, let's, let's take smoking for example. Someone who's just gonna change how, like if they smoke or not, but doesn't have an underlying understanding of like the effects of smoking or how it affects their daily life, et cetera, and never looks at those things will change the smoking habit, but in a month without understanding those deeper things, they won't, they won't stick with that habit as soon as the, you know, the, the weakness, um, for the cigarette comes back, or there's just like, there's a, there's more resistance to, um, you know, living the healthier life that they've created. It'll come back. It guaranteed will. And then there won't be any kind of change. It's not a, um, it's not a true transformation in that way. A transformation is change plus perspective shift. And so what we need in fitness is a perspective shift around how the body works and how we're meant to live and how we need to connect to our true nature, like our biology, and make it work for us and not be feeling like we're working against it. And a lot of that comes down to our daily behaviors and our daily actions, but also our thoughts, um, the words we use, and you know the actions we take so what we need around this weight loss and regain is a is a total perspective shift and really that's you know that change in perspective is going to encompass all of the previous three things that we've mentioned um the focus on aesthetics the glorifying body abuse the grind mentality um as well as you know several other factors regarding food sleep and movement and um even mindset. So it's a, it's a big thing, but this is exactly why I created my program is to, to change people's perspective in this sense. And it works amazingly. (laughs) It works really, really well. I don't know if I said that right, but basically this, you know, we change perspective in this program by show like educating first, providing accountability and showing you how good you're meant to feel in kind of in juxtaposition to how you were feeling and how good it can feel, right? Like we, we bring you there and then it's all about the education from there that, you know, just guides you and shows you this is how to do it. Like this is how to do your life in this frame and it feels fucking amazing. It feels so good. It's amazing. So, um, you know, done with my little plug there, but let's move on to the last one. And that is this concept that a kind of a one size approach, like this one size fits all approach, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because we haven't given the ownership and the empowerment to the individual, 
right? So someone comes into a gym, it's, you know, do these exercises, eat this way. And then what? And then you'll look a certain way and you'll feel a certain way. Okay, maybe short term. But it's, uh, you know, that one size fits all. It's, you know, it might work for person A, but it might not work for person B. And even if it does work for both, did we really get to the root if we gave the answers, if we gave the solution without any sort of work on the back end of understanding why it works or how it feels or, um, you know, what feels the best for each person. No, it's just, it was just a bandaid. It was just a, that's exactly what it was. It was just a bandaid for this quick problem, quick fix. Um, you know, not as quick as something like liposuction or whatever, but it's a, it's a bandaid. And the real root of the problem is a lack of understanding and a lack of care and nurturing for our body, physical body and our, and our self, our whole, our holistic self. So, Kind of that idea, you know, assuming that one size fits all approach will work is not going to not going to be the case. You can't you can't approach it like that and not when humans are involved, <laughs> not at all. So. All right. Well, I think that's that's uh, pretty much all I had for this one there. Again, there's like a bunch more that you can probably go down the road of like, I don't know, supplements and <laughs> and all that, all that business. I mean, the, the fitness industry is an insanely large industry at this point, but really what it's telling us is there's a, there's a health crisis, right? Like people want to be healthy. People are not feeling the way they want to feel. And it's on us. It's on me personally to help solve this. And my way and the way that I believe is the correct way is the holistic approach, right? You have to look at all the factors, you have to coach the individual, and you have to see what works for that person, help them find what works and not give the answers, not give band-aids. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found a little, maybe even a little bit of like a vent session (laughs) to uh, some of this stuff might've resonated with your experience and what you've gone through. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you know someone that would enjoy it, please share this episode and feel free to subscribe and tell them to subscribe to the podcast. And uh, I think that's it. So I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Peace.